on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, April 20th. LA Galaxy getting ready to take on Austin FC coming up on Saturday. We're going to get you ready for that game, but Greg Vanny did a whole bunch of talking today at training, so we're going to get you through all that. Injuries, transfers, the freak accident that happened to one of the LA Galaxy players. Don't worry, he's fine. I don't know if I should have couched that that way or not, uh, but he's fine, so we, we don't have to worry about that, but it's still an interesting little story. We're going to talk about that, of course. Uh, the first win for the LA Galaxy actually already happened we're going to talk to you about that a little bit, too. So a whole bunch of little things to sort of cover as we get you ready for Austin and to help us do all that. We're glad to have him back. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. Safety first. We've got an OSHA inspector coming later. Yeah. It's been zero days since the last Galaxy accident, so we'll try to try to steer clear of that. Yeah, yeah. good times. Yeah. What, what else can go wrong? To, to, to quote Greg Vanny, a fountain of blood, uh, which is, which is <laughs> you know, that's a nice way of saying but it. But he's fine. But he's fine. Just a flesh wound. He's just fine. Wound. Yeah. He's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll tell you who that is. Coming up here in just a little bit. Hammer, you got to uh, witness El Trafico from afar. Um, how was it viewed from uh, from the great state of Texas there? <laughs> well, you know, I got I got to watch it live. There was no birthday parties. I didn't have other commitments, so that was, that's that's the beauty of it. No, no, um, no birthday parties with little kids wearing yeah. FC Dallas jerseys, mocking <laughs> you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have any anything else going on. But w- with the exception of Houston away, it was kind of the same old story. You know, they they played well, they dominate pose- possession, they make some mistakes, and they walk away with nothing to show for it. I think that's kind of been the story of the LA Galaxy this season. Um, you know, take away the fact that it's a rivalry game, and I, I don't think you could be too upset with how the Galaxy played. I mean, we've we've had how many times have we had that recap? You know, this season, oh, they, they didn't get the win, or they didn't. You know, they got it. They only got one point out of it. But the Galaxy have to be, you know, happy with the way they played. I think the fact that it was a rivalry and it was the you know LAFC's first time winning at Dignity Health Sports Park that adds, you know you know, salt to the wound and then with the whole supporters group situations and all the, all the drama kind of surrounding everything going into it, it, it makes it a sad situation just because no one likes to lose to their rivals and especially in the state that the club's in right now. But when you look at the play on the field, I thought the Galaxy played their, you know, 
maybe 60 minutes of their best their best 60 minutes of the season you know they you know i don't know if you parsed out those mistakes individually or towards the end it got a little bit sloppy their their sharpness right. wasn't there you know they weren't connecting on those passes um but but i liked what i saw from the galaxy i saw a hungry galaxy this is exactly the response you wanted after the disaster that they had in houston right where it just looked like they they had no fight they didn't show up they showed up for this game. They they played hard. They played to, like they wanted to win. Like it meant something to them. And it's just those those silly mistakes ended up ended up costing them. You know, Brugman with the the bad bounce is very similar to what happened with Chicharito in Houston, just giving up the ball in a poor spot. Edwards the the throw in to Sega Kulabali. Sega got blasted and, and rightfully so because he hadn't seen any minutes and he looked lost. He looked out of place. But that was due to injury. But I was I was making the joke that that play with Edwards. I literally spent the day before yelling at my son's team, you know, because I'm helping coach. I'm like, right. guys, throw the ball. Don't when you're on that side of field, don't throw it in front of your goal because right. they're the other team's going to get it. This is something like I'm telling eight year olds: don't throw it towards your own goal. You know, when you're the go- the goalie, when you do the goal kick, don't kick it right. in front of the goal. And that's exactly what Edwards did. Just a, a youth soccer mistake, which is super frustrating to concede the penalty. And then of course the set piece with the corner. So stop me if you heard this before. The Galaxy struggled on set pieces this season. So. <laughs> and it's not like they were making those mistakes constantly, but it was enough to where it impacted the outcome of the game. I was happy with how they played, but there were still enough mistakes to make this a super frustrating loss. Uh, yeah, Greg Vanny literally said uh, today, he said, you know, I, I, it, we always seem to get up for this game, right? Talking about LAFC. And he goes, maybe we, we, he goes, we should probably just have everybody else play in the, the same jerseys, like the in LAFC jerseys every game. And maybe we would get the, the performance. <laughs> that might do the trick, yeah. Yeah, and, and he was sort of saying, and we'll talk a little bit more about what he said, but he's, he's sort of saying it's, it's kind of like these are all like, you know, cup final games for us here in the next couple of weeks. He goes, cause we have to do something to get back into this. And he goes, and it's almost like we have to learn and, and maybe I'll put words in his mouth a little bit here. Um, just, I was trying to read between the lines of what he was saying, but it's almost like they have to learn what the intensity to win is, right? Like what you have to put in game in game out in order to win in major league soccer. And Vanny's pointed that out a couple times, uh, just in terms of margins, right? Margins and percentages are the difference there. I mean, look at the, the mistakes that the galaxy made. LAFC capitalized on every single one of them, right? And it wasn't even like, it's like, okay. Um, and that's maybe, not, maybe that's even overstating it. They didn't actually. The Galaxy played excellent transition defense for the most part in that entire game. And that's where LAFC really looks to get out and take advantage of people's in the transitions. Um, and the Galaxy's transition defense was, I think, perfect because um, they really didn't. The, the only one you could sort of say that they got away with was the first goal. But even that the transition was over by the time that ball gets deflected out to, to Carlos Vela yeah. and, and Vela. <laughs> so it wasn't on the transition part. Um, that was more unlucky probably than anything. Uh, Delgado has to track back there and he has to stick his foot in. And if it bounces anywhere else, it's not straight to Carlos Vela and he doesn't score there. So, yeah, um, that's, that's the one player you didn't want to have it. But looking at the stats, kind of mirroring what you said, it's this is like a bizarro all Trafico, And this has happened in the past. Also, but for the majority of these games, it's LAFC holding possession and then the Galaxy on the counterattack and kind of making things happen. Here is the opposite. The Galaxy with 65% possession, but LAFC did have more chances that are yeah. more you know shots. So their transitions were working. It just they didn't they didn't uh, they could have probably punished us a little bit more than they didn't. Right. Uh, so so you got to give credit to to you know the Galaxy defense in some regard. <laughs> mistakes yeah. aside, Jalen Neal, someone who. who to me, he, he was one of the most impressive players in the game just with his calmness. You know, I, I made the joke that if my house was on fire, uh, I he, I could trust him to go in, walk in calmly, walk out. Nothing phases him. Nah, just no big deal. Good. Just going to go in in there and out of it. So I, I was I was impressed with how he played. 
but you know it's kind of against how uh, many El Traficos have gone previously, where the Galaxy are able to go in there and steal the points. Here, basically, you know, LAFC made us pay for our mistakes, yeah. and and that's that's it. That that's the difference. That's all there is to it. We'll see. Uh, lots of interesting little takeaways. Ada getting his first minutes in there. Um, you know, Caligari again looking very. I mean, for the most part, Caligari he had he had Buanga on his on his side, and there was Buanga didn't have any game in there. Uh, Palacios, I think, was also the the other guy in the center, and he didn't have a good. Carlos Vela got. You know, you can say the guy didn't. I, somebody criticized me because they're like, you can't just say that Carlos Vela had a good game. I'm sorry. I didn't think he had a good game. I thought he had the one goal. Scored that he, scored. Nice goal. he scored a nice yeah. goal, but he was wide open. The ball bounced to him. Unlucky. Even Carlos Vela was like, I kind of got lucky there. And I was like, OK, yeah, I agree. And then they're like, well, he also got an assist. And it's like, yeah, from a corner. I mean, that's cool. That's great. Hey, good job. You know, the whole deal. And then they're like, oh, and well, he scored two goals, too. It's like, yeah, but one of them was a penalty kick. He didn't. I don't, He didn't <laughs> draw that. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like all this other stuff. It's like it's there. I'm like, I just. In in terms of what Carlos Vela could have done to the LA Galaxy, in terms of what Boanga couldn't have, could have done to the LA Galaxy, in terms of what LAFC could have done to the LA Galaxy, I mean, listen, uh, podcasters, pundits, uh, national TV people, all the way across, were worried that the LA Galaxy were going to be embarrassed in that game. Yeah. And if anything, it was the opposite. It's sort of uh, more opposite than that. The Galaxy put a very good showing in there. But at the end of the day, there's this many wins. Um, for all those listening on the podcast, I made a zero. zero. There was this yeah. many zero wins for the LA Galaxy. Well, almost. <laughs> the LA Galaxy actually did get a win this week, Eric. Uh, that's where Tyler Boyd won. Goal of okay. the week. Was, oh, you're like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. You think LA Galaxy 2, which they also won <laughs> as well. Yes, they did. Um, but uh, Tyler Boyd won uh, goal of the week in Major League Soccer for an El Trafico goal that, by the way, was measured at 36.1 yards away from goal. That yeah, is the downtown. That is the second longest goal since Latan Ibrahimovic. Ah, <laughs> isn't that fun, right? That's so. interesting. El Trafico lore. The interesting thing about this goal, it was an absolute golazo, a banger. You know, the secret word of the day for those of you keeping track. But it, it's as well as it was hit and the distance that it was hit from. For when the goalie gets a finger on it, it doesn't feel. You don't get as much satisfaction. So it's one of those things. It was a great goal, great shot. You know, the audacity to kind of take it from there. Right. But for some reason, whenever the goalkeeper touches it, it just doesn't feel as satisfying. But that also gives a credit with how well it was hit and how well it was struck. So kudos to Tyler Boyd for finally getting on the line. We're, we're racking up our goal scorers. I think we have five different goal scorers. Right. Uh, and he was our second, I would say, our second proper attacker to score. You know, you have Jovalich to score and then... Boyd is is on the wing as our right. attacker. Everyone else has either been defenders and then Delgado. I wouldn't consider him an attacker. But so you know, but kudos to get our attackers on the board. The best goals the LA Galaxy I think have scored this year happened in this game. One Tyler Boyd is the best goal the Galaxy have sort of scored in any sort of flashy way because most of them have been like deflections or like they pick it up at the edge. And even Delgado's goal is really well worked on all sort of, uh, you know, ways. The Galaxy had good passing through that. Jovalich out wide, Chicharito to the set to that front post, maybe even gets a little flick on it that makes it go yeah. back to Delgado and Delgado taps it in. It's like, that's how they should be. That's how you should be able to finish them at the end when you do all the things right you're supposed to do. Yeah, if Chicharito would have gotten on the end of that proper and got a clean look on it, like it would have been a, a beautiful buildup and a beautiful goal. So it's kind of interesting uh, the, the way that works out. Chicharito also had a, you know, a couple of good chances. He, like you said in the in the post, um, you know, post game conference, he kind of mentioned he hit it where he wanted it to. But I, I thought that for sure was going to be a goal. So the, the other thing, and I was kind of having this conversation after the game, that if you're a Mexican national team fan watching that game, how frustrating it must be 
you know, that the one thing the Mexican national team is missing is a goal scorer. And you have Chicharito, who all he does is create havoc and create space and get the Galaxy scoring goal. And all, all Vela does is you just need the ball to fall to the right spot. And he'll he'll put it pinpoint accuracy. Imagine if those two guys got a call up to the World Cup or were in the national team fold. It's like I'd be pulling my hair out if I were a Mexican national team fan. Uh, I would like to point out, and this is a, a, t- a Twitter screenshot from my Twitter. Um, I did not vote for Tyler Boyd to win goal of the week because I thought uh, Aspria's goal was much better. The the bike, the full volley bike inside the thing. Listen, bicycle stuff to beat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am not one of these people who ever thinks that goal of the week is anything but a popularity contest. I understand why people would vote for t- Tyler Boyd. I understand sort of the lore of El Trafico and everything else, but Give me a bike inside the box, uh, full volley coming in and and a goal on that one probably almost any time. Um, I think probably some people got pretty uh, pretty uh, uh, screwed over, though, whenever they put Carlos Velo's goal on this, which is just, a, I mean, it's nicely taken, but it's just nothing special. There's probably other better goals uh, that For were goal around. of the week, yeah. It, yeah. They, they were well, It was well hit. We, it, we're not going to keep talking about that. It was well hit, but yeah, goal of the week, I don't know. That it that it takes that 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 uh that that mantle right. Roger gives us a two dollars speak there two dollars <laughs> super chat. Uh, thank you uh, very much, uh, Roger. We appreciate that. Um, as we go through this, if you are interested in in adding or asking a question, changing a topic, doing any of those fun things, uh, feel free to reach out and send us a super chat, and we'll be happy to uh, answer the questions. Um, one of the things that sort of came out, and you were sort of talking about it, um, was the Mexican national team. Uh, there's a guy. I'm pretty sure. I was sure trying I, to make the segue there. I, I, knew I, we were I know. I wanted to sort of. I wanted to. I wanted to to to, squirt, to draw it out just a little bit. Uh, but Julian Rajo, Efrain Alvarez, both on the bus, uh, headed to go play the U.S. men's national team. That game ended in a one-one draw. Uh, if you watched it, congratulations. You also fell uh, complete victim to the cash <laughs> grab. That is some. Yeah. And everything they were trying to do there, because uh, I don't know if you can possibly cheapen the USA Mexico rivalry any more than what happened last night. That's fine. I don't really care. And like you said, I said I was going to watch. I don't really care. And then yeah. I heard Araujo was starting, and I'm like, ah, I want to watch, see how Julian's doing, see if he's he's out there. Um, and then I was like, will Efrain Alvarez even play? The answer is no. No, he will not. Um, but it was still still sort of one of those things to to sort of look at. Julian Araujo actually started in the uh, starting 11 for for Mexico played I thought was a very good game and it was a former uh, LA Galaxy player uh, Oriel and Tuna uh, who scored the only goal for Mexico so it's big tuna tuna time and two nations stand up he he is he just keeps kind of progressing for me and it's like people are like man we, we should have kept him I'm like you didn't have the money to keep him. yeah exactly we couldn't have kept him yeah. you know you remember he was a man City product at the time uh, when he was on loan and he, he has turned into a nice little player. I don't think he's turned into like the, the world beater, you know, going to Europe type of player that maybe, you know, was the expectation at him in his youth. But I think he's a, he's a solid, you know, journeyman in, in Liga Emekis and, and, you know, obviously the, the galaxy would have loved to have kept him, especially when you talk about winger depth and yep. <laughs> where we need help. I'd love to have Antuna on this team right now. So there's, there's a soft spot of me, uh, you know, even though it's, you know, being an American USA uh, soccer supporter, there's always a soft spot for, you know, your Julian Arajos and your Real Antunas. I always like to watch him succeed. So I was happy to see him get the goal and kind of get things going. But like you said, we're, we're joking around just the, the cash grab of it. The, that's how great, if you want to speak, you know, how great the rivalry is. We knew it was a cash grab. It was, you know, the I think it was even sponsored the Continental Classico. And we we're like, we know exactly what this is. Stadium was full. 
We watched it on TV. Everyone was watching. Everyone was talking about it. So they, they can do whatever they want. If you have USA versus Mexico, it's going to get eyeballs. People are going to talk about it, no matter how poor the product is on the field. It wasn't exactly the best, the most well-played game. But we were all watching, and it gave us you know some talking points, something to talk about. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I can, you know, it, it wasted some time. Let's put it that way. That was that was one of those things. And and by the way, uh, probably fitting that it ended in a in a draw because yeah, that was I, a, that was the result we deserved. Yeah, that was the result everybody deserved. Right? There was a, you weren't you one no bangers because uh, neither <laughs> of those goals were were great. I didn't think. Um, Antuna carried the ball for intercepted the half and then and then was able to drive forward. Um, would, I, I'm sure the LA Galaxy would love to have his speed right now, though. Like, if you could yeah. put him on the wing right now, he would absolutely fit into this Galaxy side in terms of, you know, going going over on uh, the Douglas Costa side, yeah. um, doing all that stuff. And so, I, you know, yes, it, and, it, and it I, is what it is. I, and I see that in the chat. Well, when he was here, he missed a bunch of chances. And I agree with that. He was, you know, very similar to, uh, you know, Anima Boateng, where it was all speed and the finish wasn't there. Or Kevin the finishing Cabral. has improved since his time right. here. And also, at the, you know, we've seen it with Chicharito. It's, you don't even necessarily need the finishing. You need the speed. You need someone to create the havoc. And so, yeah, I, I would take him in, in a heartbeat if he was available you know, for the Galaxy to sign a player or a player like him. Right. Uh, again, Efrain Alvarez uh, didn't get off the bench in that one. So he returned LA Galaxy uh, head coach Greg Vandy confirmed he is back training with the team. So he's fully available for yeah. uh, this weekend short whenever, they, whenever they play Austin. So uh, that's coming up. One of the other things that was interesting, and I saw this chart come out. This is from Aldo, uh, I think, Comey. Uh, on Twitter, it's A-L-D-O-C-O-M-I, and it was sort of the luck versus bad luck. Now, we can sort of track these things, right? And I remember there was an EPL season where they were showing, I think it was one of the ones where, where Liverpool won uh, the EPL side of things, mm-hmm. and they were showing how lucky they were. Like, there was a luck versus good type thing, and hold it. And they got lucky, and they were lucky to the tune of, like, plus eight or plus nine, you know, points or, like, the whole deal. They can sort of go do that. So, uh, there is a chart out there that can sort of say, hey, how are the LA Galaxy doing? And it's sort of their actual points per game versus the expected points per game, right? And so, as you slide right along your, your, your x-axis, uh, that is your expected points per game and then as you go to uh up on your y-axis on the on the left you can sort of see that is your actual points per game so looking at the la galaxy looking at their stats and everything they're going they're currently showing the la galaxy is an extreme outlier in this they say yeah. that really they should be at point or 1.2 points, points per, per game. game yeah and and they're currently at uh what 0.4 something points per game hold on i actually have it i can yeah, I, 0.43 I, oh, yeah 0.43 uh, points per game. So this chart right here is sort of telling you now again, this is expected. And so there's a lot of things that go into expect anytime we get into any of the X XG X points per game X assists. There's some, there's some assumptions that are made based off of statistical uh, rules, right? Algorithms, things that sort of go into this. So there's ways that this could be inaccurate, but it also sort of, we always my whole thing with analytics, Eric, has always been if the analytics tells me something, can I verify that with my eyes? Right. And so we've been talking about this team for most of the year saying they should they should have already won some games. They should have yeah. had some more points and they haven't. So this is sort of showing them that they are a quote unquote unlucky team or maybe they're a team that is underperforming their uh, their their actual points per game by a significant amount. Yeah, we got we got to stop looking up charts here because every time we do that, we see the galaxy on an island all by themselves. Right. Uh, you know whether it's the you know speed of the play and and uh, counterattacking or whatever we want to call it, they always seem to be an outlier uh, by themselves. I kind of look at it 
in reverse of how you mentioned it. I always look at, uh, you know, watch the game and then I say, okay, it felt like the Galaxy did, you know, X or Y. Uh, so let me go look at the stats. Okay, that confirms, that backs up right. what, what my eyes were telling me was happening. Or if it wasn't, it's like, well, let, let me go back and give this a second look. So we feel like the Galaxy has been playing better than their points that they're showing in the standings. Right. And this chart kind of confirms that. But at the same time, uh, and you look at the other the other side of the coin, you look at where St. Louis is at, where the, the Revolution is at, where LAFC is at, and they have the luck on their side and so you can make that argument. Do you make your own luck? We were talking about Bruce Arena. Right. How does he get these players to land in their his lap? And how does he get players who are burnouts on other teams to perform? At what point is that? Is he lucky? Or when he this keeps happening over and over again, maybe he's not lucky. Maybe he's kind of figured out, uh, you know, how, how to game these systems and make these things work. Yeah. Um, it, it, again, just I, I think it's really interesting. We uh, we were joking around, but St. Louis sort of had that really fast start, and you're sort of like, I don't think that they can maintain it. And you just saw some of the goals they were scoring, and now they've come. They're back, still getting those they, goals. They, yeah, yeah, like they did, and they had a, they had a good game. But you also saw saw it start to correct a little bit, right? Because they had a couple games where it was like, oh well, you know, stuff isn't going their way as much as it was, right? So really interesting. The whole the whole problem with all of this, and when we look at the chart, is St. Louis can be bad for. For a little while and still maintain a place well above the playoff line, right? The LA Galaxy are going to have to be really, really good for a while in order to dig out of this hole that they're creating. So we always talk about like you can't win the championship in the first, you know, 15 games or something like that, but you can lose it. And right now the yeah. LA Galaxy are losing it. Um, it yeah. doesn't and it almost doesn't matter how well they play from here on out. Um, by the way, fill up a $2 super chat. Uh, and of course, uh, a very good one for hammer here. Uh, he says week 34, don't peak too soon. That's right. Like uh, you just <laughs> need to be hitting full steam ahead on that last game. As you creep into the playoffs in that eight, nine spot, uh, you know, Chris Klein gets to keep his job after they win that. Oh, uh, they just go, <laughs> they just go. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, 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 I changed my slogan for last year. So don't peak too soon. It used to be my slogan, my new slogan after last season, uh, I, I'm sticking with it. Peak eventually. Yeah, peak. Like, let's eventually peak. Let's make sure that happens. So I have the same thing in my notes. You can't win the league in the you know first half of the season, but you can definitely dig a hole that's too deep to climb out of. And I think where where it's concerning, and and uh, the panda mentioned it on Monday, is you look at the point differential as far as you know they're they're five points out of uh, you know a playoff spot, and you look at you know who the shield winners are right now. They're 15 points out of uh, you know first place or whatever you want to call it, and so. You think, okay, over the past three years under Vanny and over the past maybe four or five years, you know, can you trust an L.A. Galaxy team that is going to be poised to make a five-game win, win streak run? Uh, you know, and in this, uh, you know, they're on a seven-game slide. Are you going to trust this Galaxy team to go on a seven-game unbeaten run? I haven't seen it under Greg Vanny in the past three years. I haven't seen it under Guillermo Barsh-Coloto. I haven't seen it under Siggy Schmidt. In recent years, the Galaxy have, have not been a team that has put together a bunch of wins in a row. And that's the thing that concerns me because, uh, you know, we talk about our roulette wheel. If it keeps coming up red, eventually it's got to come up black. And I just haven't seen the other side of the coin land for this Galaxy team. And then when you look at the, the roster depth, the concern about the new players and kind of getting the team gel gelling, I, I don't know that this, you know, six or seven game win streak that they're going to need to kind of right the ship. I don't I don't trust that that's coming. And so that's where I, I keep going back to that. 
are we, you know, do we go to the galaxy 2024? And is that where that's, we throw all our attention? That's, that's <laughs> what I thought you're, it's, you're it's all leaning this way. That's all, all roads point to, you know, all of our eggs going into galaxy 2024. That's I thought that was your new slogan was galaxy 2024. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to so, vent- it's going to have to get there if, if, if the peak eventually is, is going to drop off longest wind streak since, 2000 yeah i know i'm i'm looking so i actually you started talking about it. i wanted i yeah. want i have it so i was starting to to pull it up um the longest win streak since 2014 is 5 games uh it yeah. happened in 2014 and it happened in 2019 okay in the okay. modern era the LA Galaxy have never won more than 5 games in a row all right that's a lot by the way that's 15 po- what 3 yeah that's yeah, 15 that'll, points that'll put them you know See the the crazy thing about that, and I think that where you need that would put them tied with St. Louis, but then St. Louis would need to lose five games in a row to make that even. So that it's, so it's, you're not even it's not even an apples to apples comparison, right? So um, and under Greg Vanny, the longest win streak the LA Galaxy have had is three two games, games. Two, two games. games. It's yeah. not even three. Wow. Yeah, it's twenty one was two and twenty two was two. Now, Greg Vanny has this thing where they usually don't lose a whole bunch of games in a row, right? So, like, that's the other part of this. So, we look at the the long... That's the longest single-season win. The longest single-season unbeaten... Um, let's see. In 18, in 2018, they had nine games unbeaten. Nine... 2014, they had 10 games unbeaten. That's really what you want to look at this team that's to do. That's our favorite game is you know, not, not win streak, but unbeaten streak. Right. You go from... Yeah, winless to unbeaten and all those right. funny little nuances. Longest unbeaten streak last year was six games. Um, and obviously none that none none of those are happening so far. I haven't been able to add any to the twenty-three uh column yet because <laughs> there hasn't been one. Um so uh just to sort of give you an idea of what the LA Galaxy are, are up against. Uh Jonathan uh Prince, by the way, Jonathan gives us a five dollar super chat, says AEG must be stoned to keep climbing around. Happy four twenty from Colorado, Galaxy twenty twenty four. There you go. See? It's on brand from that Colorado. Is, that is. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Scott uh, <laughs> Scott said, uh, Scott gave us a $10 super chat. It says, thank you, Josh and Eric, for your time. PSA, listen to your bodies. And if you need to go to the doctor, do it. Don't put it off. Scott, we're with you. Keep battling, buddy. We always know. We And we always appreciate your listenership here. Hopefully, we'll uh, the Galaxy will give you something good to listen to uh, after yeah. this weekend. So we're, we're pulling for you. Uh, Rico's. Uh, two dollar super chat. Any update on the Ricky uh, on the Ricky jacket? Been waiting. I've heard it's coming out next week. By the way, I'm just telling you that. Really, I just, that looked like a one of one type thing. That that's probably not going to be cheap. It looked like a custom custom job. It's coming out. They, they okay. I mean, well, there you, you know, go. It was one of those. Uh, and then a two dollar super chat. Wow, all bunched together, you guys. Good job. Um, <laughs> two dollar super chat from David. Uh, Galaxy should get Mario Balotelli. Is that the is that the the cook right? Because it couldn't possibly be the soccer player. Um, <laughs> What's now you're now Batali? Is yeah, it Bata- Mario Batali. Batali, yes. 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 Balotelli. I, I was a fan of Balotelli. I, I thought he was, you know, what the galaxy needed at a point in time. I don't know if right. I, I don't know what his recent stance look like, but I was like, a, you always kind of need a wild card like that on your team. Uh, he's he's my, the he, galaxy doesn't have like you have Douglas Costa, so maybe yeah, yeah, maybe Balotelli and Douglas Costa are you don't want on this in the same locker room. It'd be a red card parade. In all seriousness, I have to believe there's there's some sort of mental issues at work with with Mario uh, Balotelli, and and so I don't know that I would be real interested to jump right in there and and try to do any of that stuff. So. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so that's, that's sort of it is. So good. I'm glad we got everybody there. I, I, I did. It was funny cause we said Mario and it just brought me back to my son is obsessed with, with Mario Kart and, and Mario and Luigi and all that. And he's a Mario. Right. And so anytime, so he was asking me what we're, what's coming up. Cause he's always interested in what we're doing or where we're going or all sorts of things. I'm like, well, you know, Memorial day is coming up pretty soon. And he goes, Mario day. 
<laughs> right? And I was like, no, 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 Memorial Day is Mario, Mar- there's a Mario Day? Or is, is that a holiday? And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, yes, but it's Memorial I mean, Day. But he doesn't care. It's, you might yeah. as well go watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Mario Day. Uh, he hasn't been to the movie theater yet. He's three. I mean, you know, he, he, he told me today that he wanted to watch the show with all the dragons. And I said, Game of Thrones, I think you're a little too young. To, and my <laughs> wife goes, no, how to train your dragon. I'm like, oh, okay. That one. So I turned it on for him. I go, we try turning it on and then you're going to turn it off in a couple minutes. He's like, no, no, I'm going to watch it. I'm like, okay. And then 10 minutes in, he's like, oh, and he just chucks chucks his iPad across the room. Great. Great. Glad we have it. Anyway. Good times. um, If you're you're listening, since we've gone completely off the rails here. Yeah. Don't show the Red Wedding episode to your three-year-old. Definitely that for for Game of Thrones. And then go watch the Super Mario Brothers movie, especially if you're a person of in our age range. Uh, the kids loved it, obviously, because it's a cartoon and it's right. silly and it is what it is. It's Super Mario. But like all the little Easter eggs, if you grew up playing video games and in Nintendo, it's not just the Mario jokes that are in there. There's all these little hidden, you know, Easter eggs that you'll appreciate if you're someone who grew up playing Nintendo. I, I had a that movie got some bad reviews, but it gave me everything I wanted. Out, out yeah. of, um, you know what you're getting? It, Super Mario. It doesn't have to Come always on. be art. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be art. Uh, $5 super chat from Philip. Uh, yeah, Balotelli. While we're at it, bring back Gio and De Jong. All that with Costa. There you go. Just mix the crazy in. Um, <laughs> Galaxy 2024. Be, I think they could use some of that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, the Red Wedding episode, speaking of segues, uh, let's talk real quick about the injury news. Uh, one is that Bond, uh, Jonathan Bond, shoulder injury. Uh, basically, Vanny went out on a little limb here and said he's questionable for next weekend, right? So Jonathan Bond coming back questionable for next weekend. Uh, he's been out on the field uh, the last couple of uh, days. He'll keep progressing. And so Vanny says, we'll sort of see how that goes. Uh, he said he would be uh, possibly after that, uh, more likely to be back into the the starting fold. So not this weekend, not next weekend, probably be the weekend after is sort of where he thinks that's going to go. Um, now I was going to yeah. say, we missed our segue. Jonathan Bond was at Universal Studios taking in Super Mario World. That was our transition to get to, to Bond. So we missed opportunity there, but we, we got there eventually. So I'm excited to see. Do they, have, do they have a Super Mario World here in Hollywood? Correct. It's new. Yeah. Yeah, I know they built one in Japan first, right? And then, yeah, now it's here as well. Okay, I'm gonna have to. well there, not here. We're gonna have to. Know, we're gonna have to Texas. go. Yeah. We're gonna have to go. And yeah, okay. Uh, and now to the red wedding part. Uh, Caligari, Greg Vanny was he's talking about injuries. Go watch the full press conference. By the way, I didn't hear this. Nobody had said anything. I think Damien was there, and Scott, Damien Calhoun, Scott French were there. Um, covering and I don't think there was anybody else so it wasn't like fully covered right like it was one of those and those guys don't immediately run to Twitter and like post stuff so the whole deal so I got the video and I download and I'm just listening blah 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 and he goes he goes yeah man he goes you know injuries I think we're finally in the clear he goes outside of bond he goes well you know we had a freak accident this one of our players uh, survived a freak accident and then just stopped Right. And so I'm like, Scott, Scott, <laughs> Would don't you, like you to elaborate on Scott, that? Yeah. Don't you dare not ask a question right now. Right. And he was like, he's like, well, what, what, what freak accident? What happened? So he was talking about, by the way, I've been told that, that Lucas Caligari likes to go by Caligari because he's Brazilian. And he only has one name, right? That's the whole oh, idea. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So, so we call him, so I will call him Caligari on here, but Greg calls him Lucas. So I just trying to keep everything. So anyway, so Caligari, um, he goes, yeah, uh, Caligari, he's okay. So I'll preface that by saying, Caligari is okay. In fact, he's been in training. He will be available to play and he more than likely will start. So those are the things that you need to know as we go into this. But he said that uh, Caligari was throwing some trash out. And so I would like to also point this out that whenever he first said this in my mind, I'm like, why is he throwing trash out at the field? 
Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like they only you put it together. Yeah, it's no. a rookie thing. Right. You know, the rookies have to take out the trash. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, carry the ball bag. You weird. know how it goes. Yeah, that seems weird. Like, shouldn't they have somebody to do that? So anyway, uh, it wasn't at the field. I assume because this would be an, a, a situation that I don't think could could survive at the field, right? It wouldn't be one of those things that happened in the field. So he was probably at home and he's going to take the trash out like we've all done. Uh, and he goes to throw the trash probably up into the dumpster and he brushes his leg with the bag, right? Because you're getting a little momentum. You're getting it swinging. You got to get it up there. Maybe it's a little <laughs> heavy, right? He's a professional athlete. You know, he's trying not to hurt his back. He's trying to do all these things to make keeping it cool. Um, so he does that. So he brushes his leg with the bag. Well, inside the bag was some glass, a glass bottle uh, that had been broken. And apparently that cut his leg. Now, it didn't just cut his leg. It hit a vein in his leg. And That's Greg Vanny explained it as probably, quote unquote, a fountain of blood. Right. And That's so just what you want out of your new signing, having a fountain of blood, have him bleed out of all taking out the trash and his, uh, you know, <laughs> Where, where, where are they? Where are they living now, nowadays? Her, Hermosa Beach is that where? That where yeah, probably the yeah, South Bay, is. South yeah, Bay yeah, for South sure. South Bay somewhere in that yeah. area. So, just of all the things that are going wrong for the galaxy, this is just kind of perfectly on brand. You know, you have a player get you know cut by a glass bottle, and to if he would have missed a game, that would be like very galaxy with everything that's gone this season. But since he's been training, it seems like it is fine. But man, if you've ever cut yourself. You know, either with glass or, or I was <laughs> kind of making the joke off air or telling my anecdote. You know, I had a tuna can one time where I cut my hand and, you know, it just kept bleeding. Like when you ble- start bleeding like that, that's it's not a great feeling. So no, uh, I imagine being new to the country and kind of <laughs> everything going that that must not have been a good time. But I'm glad he's doing well. It's just a flesh wound. He's fine. Uh, he, he put it together. So yeah. So Greg said that he made it. He, uh, uh, Lucas got to visit his, uh, his make his first trip to the ER in the United States um, and got all bandaged up and was all good there. So um, yeah, everything's okay. Uh, he's fine. Uh, people got mad at me. Like I was saying, like I was trying to trick you guys into this like whole thing. Like they, like people were like, oh, I thought he was gonna be out for the season. The way you put, it. I just literally almost told it the way Greg Vanny exactly told it because I was typing it out as he was saying it. So I think Greg kind of buried the lead on some of that stuff too. Um, so anyway, he's fine. That seems about it for injuries. Everybody else is, is back and good to go. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I think we have to cover from uh, the press conference. And I want to get to that here in just a second. Um, there's two things I want to get to before that. And one of them will lead us right into the press conference. Uh, this is one Jonathan Tannenwald, uh, at the goalkeeper from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, he, he tweeted out and, and quote tweeted an Orlando city tweet. And it basically said, in addition to our new weekly show, we're launching kickoff 60 to get you ready for kickoff one hour before each match exclusively on the lion nation app. He says, uh, Jonathan goes, this is something we're starting to see, uh, from more MLS teams. Uh, as I said on Sirius XM last week, it is good for the soccer jobs market that teams are hiring a lot more video content creators now because the standards have been raised. So we had talked about this whenever Apple got it, but we had talked about the pre pre show, right? There's always the pre show that sort of leads into it. And for the most part, you're talking about, you know, uh, nine or 10 minutes of the LA of the LA galaxy crew, whoever is doing the the game, talking about the game leading up to it. For instance, this week, uh, the game is supposed to be on at seven 30. It'll kick off at seven 39 in between that 10 minutes. They will fill it with all of their little, um, little things that they want to cover. But, teams can choose to put an hour show before that as well. And sort of really dive into all the stuff that is club specific. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
one is I think the LA Galaxy should absolutely do this because this is the way that you actually, you know, create the fans and and create, you know, the content that you want it to be. You want to raise this bar up. And remember, Spectrum was kind of doing this stuff at the very that's, beginning. Right. And that, that, and everybody loved note it that I was going to add. Yeah, is that this is exactly when the Galaxy had the first Spectrum deal, the having the the lead up show where you know you had former players and you had hosts kind of talking about the game leading up to it. You have you know plenty of lead up time talking about it, and like you said, going over the sc- club specific issues, kind of the what what's specific with all the streaks happening. I think the benefit of the app, Apple deal and you have the different announcing teams is you kind of get the announcing teams to get a feel for the league and go around and do different games. But the thing you miss out is that club-specific person who's following the team. So by having a team-specific show, you get that consistency if right. you're able to keep someone like a Joe Tatino or, you know, uh, you know, if it were Spectrum, someone like Nikki Kay, someone who's, you know, going to be the same consistent voice and face that you see every week keeping it going. That's the part that's missing from the Apple TV deal. So if they're able to kind of make this work, it, it's it seems like a home run. And this is what we were talking about. With, with the deal – Right now, we're seeing just the opening kind of salvo. There's going to be all these little bells and whistles that start to creep in once they need to figure out, uh, you know, how to kind of flush out the Apple TV, the, you know, MLS season pass. Yeah, uh, absolutely. By the way, uh, Mavinga also is one of the players that's out. You know, Greg Vetti didn't give an update on him. Um, I think it was probably just an oversight. Sometimes it's hard. You... As a reporter, you have to remember all the guys who are supposed to be injured because you have to ask the coach. And a lot of times the coach is like, injured guys aren't really my thing because I have to deal with the guys who can actually play, right? And so um, a lot of times that's what happens. So uh, Movinga was supposed to be an ankle injury of some time. They didn't know how severe that was. And so, um, you know, I think that, you know, in the three to four weeks is probably, you know, a pretty good guess if you're if you're going to guess on that. So uh, that's going to be a little change. But uh, Kosaris should be back. Right. So that's probably that's why Vanny's not thinking about Mavinga because he's yeah. like, oh, I got Kosaris back. Sega can back him up. I'm good. So uh, Martin Kosaris should be back. Um, and so uh, that's one of the things. So anyway, that's that's what I wanted to talk about with this. The other thing I wanted to talk about that leads us into this is the MLS primary transfer window closes in four days now. Um, so that's closes on April 24th. Greg Vanny acknowledged that it was ticking down and clo- he actually looked at his watch and said, yeah, it feels like just a few hours here, you know, the whole deal. Um, and that really is the case. So uh, let's get you a little update from uh, the press availability and, and what Greg Vanny had to say on the transfer window. Uh, again, the full press conference is available on our YouTube page um, and you can find that anywhere. I always encourage you to listen to the whole thing. Ricky Pooja is on there. Jonathan Klinsman is on there. You'll always learn something from those. Um, even when you think that like me, I'm like, I know it all. I don't need to listen. I'm like, oh, no, there's lots of stuff that was in here. I have a whole yeah. whole whole it's- whole bunch of notes on here. It's good background noise. Put it on in the background while you're cleaning, while you're doing the dishes. That's that's the ideal spot to listen to these these press releases. Yeah. Um, so here's what he said about the transfer window. He says, uh, and <laughs> one of the things, and again, uh, these will sort of be uh, paraphrases with some exact quotes sort of thrown in, but he says it's been an incredible series of events with every player that they've been in communication with. Uh, windows in the winter aren't so easy. Uh, teams are playing for European spots, rele- relegation spots, cup finals, all those things. And so they're reluctant to give up their players. Uh, a lot of times the player is eager to come, but the club isn't right because the club is like, what we don't, we can't replace them with For anybody. Our reason, win- yeah. yeah, our windows closed and we have all these games. You know, it's funny because we talked about Gruel in the Austrian Bundesliga and this was exactly the reason that was sort of given um, that they said, you know, hey, we have a big cup game coming up on the 30th and we're not going to release them before that because we need them to play in that. And it's sort of, well, you know, and, and so the Galaxy are sort of behind that. Now, 
one thing Greg Vanny said was, you know, with the TAM money, it's really not enough to sort of overpower a team with money to be like, hey, I don't care. We want here. We'll pay you more money. Um, and I don't think that they have the full TAM amount available either. So there's they're trying to do some sort of balancing act on this. Um, so he says that they have a good list of players. Uh, it could be very close. Um, and he said in the next two to four hours, which was basically, you know, around 12, 1230 today, he said that he expected to know a lot more on the progressions with some of the talks that they were having with some of the players. He says now instead of one to two players, he says he expects to get one in. Um, I think that they're still leaving some room for that summer transfer window internally uh, because we are pretty yeah we're pretty certain that the la galaxy are going to still find that they have a need somewhere uh and they may be able to go out and get that and one of the things they did was bring in a goalkeeper right uh mitrovic 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 i think mitrovic is a yeah that's i don't know if he has the same name of a player that already exists yeah we can look at it but then uh the mls website had you know teams to watch for during this as the transfer window closes. And obviously the galaxy were on that list because of everything that they have going on in the summer. Um, and then the need at winger, I think the fact that Gruel is on there, maybe he's, he's the only name that we've seen pop up. So it kind of makes sense that maybe it was a, uh, a negotiating ploy. Uh, you know, we can't release them right now. So maybe that's just a way to get them to go with the transfer price yeah. to get that up. So that could be one way to get it. But the other thing you need to consider is also, you know, players who are being released. So you do have a lot of players around the league right. who are being released who you're going to be able to possibly make those moves and get it going. But the only frustrating part to me is we've heard Vanny several times say, you know, we possibly have a winger coming in. He said that months ago. Yep. And here we are two months later. Yep. Still no winger. We're yep. still like it reminds me of the if, if you watch um, I think you should leave uh, the Tim Robinson show. It's a sketch comedy show. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. Uh, but basically, there's a guy who drives. There's a hot dog mobile and it's crashed into a building. And then there's a guy in a hot dog suit and he goes, "How could this possibly have happened? Who who could have possibly have done this?" It's right. like, Benny, you're you're the guy who signs people. You're the one who brings people in. She's so like, "Yeah, maybe we can get a player in." Yeah, you're the guy who brings the people in. So, right. Yeah, you should know when we should have players coming in. So it's just that's a frustrating part. We've been hearing that a winger is coming, a winger is coming, and you know here we are four days before the window. It's 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 yeah. a bit frustrating. Yeah, Novak Mitrovic, right? Um, and so I think they're still waiting for for him to arrive. I don't think I've seen him yet. Um, in that listen, not a not a huge thing that they actually have to happen. But what it does do is possibly give them a chance to trade a goalkeeper in the summertime in order to get yeah. something that they want, right? I mean that sort of seems. Now I'm with you with Greg Vanny. It's like Greg, you can't complain that that you're running out of time when you guys have waited this long. You can, you know, and I think there's something to it. They wanted to be deliberate. They wanted to wait because they wanted to see what holes they had in the roster that they weren't going to be able to plug, <laughs> right? Like We knew of, these holes in, yeah, in but, February, in yeah, January. Yeah, but they brought in Tyler Boyd, right? So that's a winger. They expected Douglas Costa to play, right? And so, and they expected Memo Rodriguez to be a backup, not in the center back, or not in the, not in the right or the, the wing, winger position, and Greg Vanny even said it again today, right? So, I mean, there's some things that have sort of delayed probably the progression of what they thought was going to happen, but it's still their fault. Like, it's yeah. still... Well, and this also was supposed to be the Efren Alvarez year. Again, year five, right. this is the year. Right, Well, and, and you didn't know that before, and before we, we all heard this was the year, right? And, yeah, this and was even, the year. Even uh, Alvarez was like, this is the year. I, it has to be my year. This has to be my year. I'm going to do it, right? And there was all the buildup, and he got the seven shirt and all that stuff. So that needed a little time to play itself out as well. Now, we could certainly say that we probably saw that coming because we've played this game before, yeah. but at the same time, you, you want to give the guy a chance, and you did. 
So, uh, but I, I don't think that leaves Vanny off the off the hook at all for any of this. And you know, if I'm him, I also string Chris Klein, you know, around for this as well because you're the reason that we don't have a summer transfer window. It could be that we could have gotten the guys we wanted to get in. We brought them in. We played to the summer and then we're going to find somebody on the international transfer market. We're going to bring them in. We're going to buy out Douglas Costa in the summertime because you know, it's just not working the whole deal. Like there's stuff that you could have been a lot more flexible about that. You can't be now um, because of the refines. So you have a million dollars less in general allocation money that I'm sure you'd like to have right now. Although they signed Ju- with the, uh, with Julian Araujo going away, they probably got a good chunk of cash as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's like these takes gives and takes, but you, you can't be saying that you're running out of time and you don't know really if you're going to get it through. And Vanny says he felt confident. He feels confident. They're going to get a guy in and that they have the guys that they want and the whole deal. But Again, you can invest all your eggs in a basket here towards the end and get nothing because you could be like, yeah, we got a deal. We got a deal. Oh, it fell through at the very end. And now we don't have time to get to anybody else. And that's going to be it. The LA Galaxy are not going to get any more internationals into this team unless it's a free agent before that summer transfer window comes in. Because as far as I know, the restriction is only in the window. And if there's a free agent that's outside of that, you might be able to sign a free agent, right? So the LA Galaxy... Uh, might even be able to be like, hey, we're going to sign this guy and then wait till that summer transfer window ends and then bring him in on a free agent after after the uh, the window because the restriction is just within that window as far as I know. Yes. But my question is when the ITC piece of it comes on board because if they're a free agent, obviously you can send them in any time. But if the issue is you're not able to, you know, right. in the summer, the ITC in the summer transfer, in the summer, in the summer. Yeah, so that that's where it gets the wording funky. is very specific. It's in the summer transfer window. So as long as you could sign a free agent one Outside day one day okay. before the window or one day after the window, as far as I know, that's a fair that's fair game. Because the ITC banner, the international transfer ban is for the summer window. Right. I know. Yeah, that's right. That's where I hit you with the Taylor Trollman gift. What are we doing? What, what, are we, what does is this going mean on? something? Does this not mean something? The one thing that I I just want to add to this point is um I don't know that there's tons of Chris Klein defenders, but I think the argument could be made, well, if, you know, these signings where the Galaxy are being sanctioned and they're, you know, they have this as was under Dennis DeClosa and, you know, with other coaches. And so, you know, it wasn't necessarily Klein's fault. But remember, he's the, he was the president of the club, you know, overseeing everything, lack of institutional control. Right. So it does ultimately fall on him. Yes. And if you read some of the tea leaves around you know, how that information got out that the Galaxy, you know, were outside of the rules. It could be someone who has a grudge against a Galaxy front office. And again, who's in charge of the Galaxy front office? It's Chris Klein. So ultimately, whether he was the actual person who signed the deal that was outside of the rules or not, it ultimately still comes back to him and his doing and why you have, uh, you know, supporters feeling the way they feel because it's really put, you know, hamstrung the club we're struggling to get players anyway, and then you add this layer on top of it. A, a lot of the issues that you see this season go back to roster construction, and that's why Galaxy 2024. Yeah, put all your eggs in that basket. So. Get, should we make a T-shirt yeah. that says Galaxy 2024? <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's sort of where we sit on that. Um, you know, Vanny very clearly said in the, in this press conference, he basically said, you know, where do you need help? And he's like, well, we need production and pace in the wide areas. We need guys who create space, get in the box. He said that memo is more of a central player. Uh, he wants a dynamic, dynamic player who's able to run in behind the lines. Uh, something that, and he said, very honestly, he said something that Sam and Kevin, uh, you know, uh, Sam Grantier and Kevin Cabral Mm -hmm. gave us at times through last year. Right. 
Um, and that is what they're missing. And you can see that. I mean, Tyler Boyd, for all that he has done, has played more inside than I would like. And it seems like Greg Vanny's OK with that. Um, I would prefer he actually stay more outside and use some of his speed to get in behind lines because I think he's a quick guy. Um, and he has the ability to do that. I think he can stretch defenses that way. But again, get somebody on the other side who can do that as well. And all of a sudden, now you can really play and you can oh, you can unbalance some teams. Douglas Costa isn't going to run by people in terms of in a long distance. He's not a guy who's simply going to take off and, and beat everybody down that down that side. Um, so, you know, Tyler Boyd sort of has to be that with it's funny because Austin is struggling with a lot of the things the LA galaxy are as well. Yeah, and I would say similar. they're also having width issues and, and chance creation issues. And so really you want that you need somebody who's going to be able to get in the box, create assists, um, take shots, score goals. You know, it's a lot of the things, but you, you have to get that in a TAM package too. And probably not max TAM package It's probably, you know, in, in a 700 to a million dollar package for a player. That's my guess. Yeah, but when you look at leagues who are not, you know, maybe your your top three leagues, it, salaries are kind of they're in that range. You can get players, you know, from from the French league, from South American leagues that probably at a much lower cost. Right. You know that that's kind of in range. So when you talk about player salaries, transfer fees is where you see all the splashes, and it's like, man, these players are expensive. But when you actually break down the weekly salaries or the yeah. season salaries, it's it's a lot more in line with most of the world. MLS isn't as far behind as a lot of the places as it may seem. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it was funny. Vanny did wax a little bit uh, on Douglas Costa, asked about Douglas Costa, asked if he was concerned about the mental mistakes, about the maturity, all those things. Uh, Vanny says he's not really concerned. That's that's a quote. He's not really concerned, uh, which means that you are concerned. kind of concerned. Yeah, he's kind of concerned. Uh, and But he also stated that he's very aware of those actions. He says that uh, he's had conversations with Douglas Costa and he he's told him he needs to focus on what matters. Uh, Vanny very clearly said he has a tendency to lose his mind in moments. I mean, yep, the uh, whole understatement deal. of the year. <laughs> right, right. Uh, he says if he can focus on what matters and if he can do that, then he can be helpful. If not, he won't be helpful to us. Straight up. The, as much as Vanny wants to be like a rah-rah for Douglas Costa and be like, he can do these things, that's about as big of an indictment as you'll probably ever ever hear from a coach on a player that is like not holding up his end of the bargain, right? And especially a quote-unquote world-class player like Douglas Costa. Like he doesn't understand how this works and he doesn't understand that he needs to be on the field in order to be productive. Yeah, Vanny's really in no man's land with Douglas Costa because if if you blast him, he's already not performing at a high level. Like you said, loses his mind in moments, and so now if you lose the trust of your coach, then you're really going to lose him. Now, what incentive does Costa have to come back and play well at all? If you know the players <laughs> have issue with him, the coach has issue with right. him. Like, what wh what's the point? But he also can't come out publicly and say, you know, Douglas Costa, he's got it together. It's just a matter of you know getting the right touches and falling in line because. Everyone, you know, with eyeballs can see that's obviously not he, he's not a step away. He's not almost there. He, he's 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 wasted. He's done. He's 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 washed at this point. It's done I, as hopeful as we were. And we thought things were going to happen. And maybe there's flashes and moments in there that could still happen. But, you know, we're not going to see a consistent, you know, production from Douglas Costa in a galaxy shirt. It's if, just not going to happen. If it, and, but he can't say that. Right, right. He can't say that. If it did happen, the LA Galaxy, remember we were talking about stretching wins together and doing that stuff. The LA Galaxy could really do that. He talked about him, you know, and that's, that's simplifying a lot of things. But if Douglas Costa became a productive member of this LA Galaxy team, which he has failed to do so far in the seasons, and I'm not saying he can't, he is capable of it. Absolutely capable of it. 
Um, I think even at his age and his physical condition on this team right now, he's capable of being a productive member of this team. Uh, and if they did that, I think the Galaxy could string wins together because he's a dangerous piece. He's going to draw people so, to him. He's going to create spaces. But I don't think you can count on that. That's tough. Let me. So when you say productive piece of this team, mm-hmm. are you thinking like an off the bench? Like if he took an off the bench role, super sub thing? Is that no? Cause, no, cause he has, I feel he has like, to be a starter. He has to start I, at four point five million. Think, but I, I don't I don't think he could be a constructive part of this team. I think we've seen the sample size. We've seen where he's at. We've seen his actions you're, on the field. You're saying it's. I, a, I'm you're at, saying I think he's out of he's out of tickets. You're saying he's incapable of it, and I don't agree with that. Because he's a world-class player. He's absolutely capable of it. What does he want to do it? I think he's shown that he's not, but I think that's where you, it's maybe semantic. He's not capable of it because he's not, if he was capable of it, he'd do it. So he's not doing it. So he's not capable. No, no, I don't agree with that because this is, this is his decision. He gets to decide whether he wants to, he's capable of it. This is, this is a mental choice. That makes him incapable. No, no, it doesn't because it makes him perfectly capable. If he chooses to do it, it's up to him to choose it. Greg Vanny basically said this. He says he's trained hard. He looks good in training, but he needs to get into a rhythm of, of these things that like where he has these, these positive outcomes to the things that he's doing. And Greg doesn't, if you listen very carefully, Greg isn't counting on that being he very clearly says, um, you know, that if he does that, then he can be helpful to us. He can be he can be that guy. And if he doesn't do that, then he's not going to be any help to us whatsoever. And I don't think Vanny has a, a he's sort of sitting there going like it's up to him. I've talked to him. He knows what he needs to do. And if he does the things that we've asked him to do, he will be a productive part of this team. If he chooses not to do those things, if he chooses to go and lose his mind in moments then he's not going to be. But it. It's. It, I think it's outrageous to say that somebody who is world-class as Douglas Costa isn't capable of the things that he's supposed to be doing. He is. We've seen it. It just has It's up well, to him. Then I, I could say I'm capable of starting on the wing for the LA. Technically, if I wanted to you know, get, get a, a personal trainer and put, invest millions and you know, start, start getting into my uh, testosterone therapy. And, How old you know, are you? I technically – How old are you? 39 years old. No. Yeah, I, I'm going to – you know, I – Technically, I'm capable no. of doing that. No, it's that's technically possible. But no, it's not going to happen. Don't it's, cheapen it's, that. You've never been a professional athlete. <laughs> all right, you've never been there. a world class player at a at a top. At top. No, no, but it's it's a ridiculous point. the The bottom line is, I'm trying to say is that it is up to him to decide what he wants to do. And if he decides that he doesn't want to do it, it's all on him. If he decides he does want to do it, it's all on him. He could absolutely be a difference maker in Major League Soccer. You can see it in little tiny bits. You're like. Man, if he could just do this on a consistent basis, the galaxy could find something there, right? I'm not saying that's going to happen. In fact, I'm I was the one who was like, I think Douglas Cost is gonna have the year, and then he goes and does the thing in Houston. If it was up to me, I would have bought him out. He would never be on this team again because you cannot trust him. You can't trust him to do anything that you want him to do. You can't trust him to keep his so what happens in a tight game? In Orlando, you're in Orlando, it's hot and it's humid, right? And this is a guy who's played in those conditions. Are you trusting Douglas Costa with coming onto the field and being a productive member? Are you trusting him to be able to do the things without losing his head in the heat with a referee that's maybe tired from running back and forth and doesn't want to be there? Maybe it's raining sideways and nobody wants to be there and Douglas Costa is going to be the guy who leads them through this? No. No, but this is this is the bed that they've made him. Is he capable of doing it? Absolutely. Would he? I don't think he does. But that, okay. I think we're, we we can just 
keep going certain because I feel like if he wanted to, he would. Yes. If he's capable of it, what's stopping him from doing it? What, Great what question. is the barrier of him? Great question. You know, you know, getting it done because if he's capable of it, it's not like there's other cub, clubs offering millions. It's not like you know a Champions League team needs to add him to a roster. If he was capable of doing it, he should be showing that. So he can, you know, make whatever his next move is because yep. it seems like whatever happens at the end of this contract, you know, that big paycheck isn't coming anymore. So if he was capable of it, he should be showing it. So that's where I go back to maybe he's not capable of it. Got and it. I got a lot of a lot of hate for trying to, you know, doing our favorite thing, compare ourselves. To and, and here athletes. and here I am. <laughs> and here I am. I'm trying to like I'm trying to defend Costa in a way, but I don't really want to defend him either. It's like I don't I, I, I don't think care. I just run out of. Because I was right there. I was like, you know, Costa with the right environment right. and again, you know, getting things going. We, we've done this song and dance so many times that to me, he's just ran out of those. I'm out of credits. Like I'm right. done. I'm, I'm done hoping and wishing and saying if the right environment, if he got his boots laced up the right way. And if he if he just can do this, just can do that. We, we've done this. We've, we've ran in circles around this and he's shown that it's not going to happen. So I'm just not going to hold my breath, you know, to, to your point where you're saying, is he capable of it? I guess, sure, technically he's more, you know, capable of it than you or I, right. but I'm, I'm not going to make it an expectation. Uh, David, $5 Super Chat says, Galaxy are headed the same way DC United are as a team that won titles in the past but don't win titles anymore. Eh, glass half empty on that. Yeah, certainly if they continue the, in this trajectory. Um, but I actually thought their trajectory was in the, I would agree with Greg Vanny. It was this way at the end of last year. Um, now it's, uh, it's, it's this, I don't know which way they're going to go. They absolutely could, could crash out of this, this season and not make the playoffs, which would be an absolute disaster. Right. And probably everybody gets fired if that happens. Um, but I've, I've said that before and that's that hasn't happened. So I will, I will reserve judgment on that. It's a little too cry in my Cheerios for me. Oh, we're going to go the same way as DC United. Eh, yeah, absolutely. It could, but, they're capable. Here's They're capable the, of doing the, that. The, the slight difference is as much as you were down on this galaxy team right now, I think there is a genuine effort to try to right the ship. The, the it's not working <laughs> when we're not there and it's not there yet, but I, I think there is an effort, you know, I, I mean, bad moves, bad signings, you know, salary being struck by salaries, injuries, all these things. I don't think it's from lack of effort. I just think there's been a lot of swings and misses. So I think that's the difference with DC United. I don't, and maybe that's just because I'm at a market. I'm not in tune with everything happening there. It doesn't feel like they're pushing as hard to be in that conversation, to be a top team, to be in there. I feel like the galaxy are making those, you know, <laughs> the ambition to make those moves. It's just, it's just not working. So I, I, I'm not all the way down there yet to where I say this team is never going to, you know, be in the interest of winning trophies again. I think they, they are, yeah. they're, they're, you know, it's not going to happen this season, but I think the, the people around this club and the supporters and the fan base is not going to let this club, you know, die They're there. You see where we're at right now. People are going to keep pushing to make this club, you know, put it back on the top where it belongs. I, I think the galaxy absolutely could win trophies this year. Wooden spoon, probably. Uh, okay. Romina, right. uh, Romina, five dollars super chat. By the way, do you do you think it's completely out of the realm that the LA Galaxy could could be in an MLS Cup final this year? Yeah, I do. Okay, I, I don't okay. see this team okay going in an, uh, an MLS Cup final. Maybe an Open Cup with how late they join in the rounds. Right. I can see you know maybe getting lucky, getting the right bounces, but yeah, not an MLS Cup. I don't see it. Uh, Romina, five dollars super chat. Can't wait for the Galaxy's first win of the season. I think we all need a game day dance ritual i mean you have one usually so um usually you're, yeah keep you're an eye out romina appreciate you sergio says uh two dollars super chat says uh it's coming this weekend uh, either 
either he's coming to the game this weekend or or a win is coming to the game this weekend. I'm really glad you added to the game because you okay. were scaring me there with what okay. you were going to say. Yeah, no worry, I got you. In uh, living color abroad, uh, Costa is not world class. Was uh, was good. Was eight years ago. Uh, Two dollars. Yeah. Uh, he still has more technical ability than a lot of the LA Galaxy players. If you've seen him run or do anything, like he could still boss MLS around as much as he really he wants to. Again, if he wants to, I don't know if he does. But maybe he wants to go I, to Ch- Coachella again. I don't know. He was actually I, I, at the game. I should point out. Um, yeah, and because there were a lot of Coachella jokes. Yeah. But yeah, if he would have been caught there, that would have been bad news. I did see it in the chat as well, and I want to shout it out that part of the reason why he, you could see him losing his head and getting frustrated is because in his mind. He wants to do the things with the technical ability and the speed and beat players one v one, and it's not working. And then because it's not working, then he's losing his head. Right. So I think th- there's something to that as well. Uh, Aude, uh, Aude is uh, is ready to go. Ninety minutes. Greg said uh, he's competing for a spot. Physically, mentally settled in. Uh, played a ton of games in the U uh, twenty South American games. Right. So he is. You know, he thinks that he's ready to go. Showed yeah. just a couple minutes. I'm not here to to make any decisions on just you know a brief stint. Uh, tall though. I, I do like that. I do like he looks it. Super young too. He's he another does. guy. He's got a baby face on him. But he's, but like, he's I was giant. like, man, is this guy in eighth grade? But yeah, he, but he's lanky and he's, yeah. It's like if yeah. Ricky Pooj suddenly like put stilts on and ran through, they like sort of have the same boyish good looks and yeah. like just that type of thing, <laughs> except he's like six feet tall. So, um, and, and the one difference, like he, he, we mentioned this with Caligari, like they look like professional outside backs. Like, okay, this, this is a nice thing to have someone that you could feel is going to be a consistent part of this team. The disconnect that you saw, you saw with the passing and with the being on the same page of the team as his teammates, that's not there. And that's the piece why you want to see him go 90 minutes and you want to see him get as many minutes as possible because you see the potential in there. And you know, you, like just watching him, how he carries himself on the field and going after the ball. So okay, I felt at ease, like, okay, I know I like where Aude is going to get going, but the chemistry, knowing where to place the ball, where the players are going to run, that's the piece that needs to come. That that disconnect was happening, and it was evident in that game when he came into the field. Yeah, you you can see he was missing guys. He just didn't know quite where to put the, where they want yeah. the ball, right? And that's that's an important part as this sort of all goes in. Again, as far as the LA Galaxy are probably concerned, they have the most full-strength lineup they're going to have. Douglas Costa is available for this game. There was concerns or at least um, some speculation, myself included, that he was going to be out multiple games uh, because MLS was going to drop an additional suspension. Vanny said he'd be available this weekend um, for selection. We'll see if he plays again uh, I was sort of of the opinion that he should never play again but if you're going to be if, but if he's going to be on the team he's then, available then you might as, have a winger then yeah. you might as well play I don't, I don't know what else you're going to do um, I am surprised with the the violence of the how hard he brought him down and just how it was completely not a soccer tackle or a soccer move I am shocked it wasn't more than one right uh, out may say he's 511 he, he feels six foot he's still growing he's that young um, yeah. yeah so he's six feet don't worry about yeah, it. yeah with the soft ground studs yeah, yeah, yeah on cement fine. yeah he's definitely when you have Ricky Pooj on your team you get to add two inches to whatever your height is um, automatically because I think Ricky says he's like five ten and a half you know and he's like five three um, all right let's get to the to the game against Austin uh, are, are you ready did you have we didn't even talk about whether yeah, or not yeah you know okay. got okay. a little something okay I, I just didn't I didn't want to say anything without, um, you know, just might as well plan it now. It's one of those um, wanted to get you ready and we're going to have your dramatic game preview. So uh, the L.A. Galaxy facing off against uh, Austin FC on Saturday, April 22nd. Uh, the game kicks off at 730 p.m. Excuse me. TV time is 730 p.m. Kickoff is 739 p.m. And here with your dramatic game preview is the hammer himself. So take it away, hammer. 
the Galaxy aren't exactly living the high life ever after a dismal start to the season, but they will look, be looking to spark it up against Austin FC as they come into Dignity Health Sports Park this Saturday. While the Galaxy are still without the services of their keeper, Jonathan Bond, excuse me, Jonathan Bond, their other Jonathan, Klinsman that is, will need to munch up the ball as much as possible at every opportunity that he gets. And while Ricky Poog was pretty dope last season, his fi he's finally showing the indications of a player who will be, if we're being blunt, will need to carry this team on his shoulders. So whether you're rolling up to the digs on Saturday or passing it around with friends at a watch party, let's see if the Galaxy can get it together and make us feel all right. All right, all right, all right. Oh, wait, that was... That did, yeah, I didn't I didn't go that route. It's okay. Went a little bit of a different I route. Did. You know, for those of you in Colorado who are, who are celebrating today, I understand. you caught some of those references. I understand. I thought you were talking about the colors of the jerseys that the LA Galaxy would be wearing. Um, by the way, if you're looking for that, uh, that the, these jerseys. Yeah, I was going to say we didn't talk about the jerseys. Well, it was part of this game. I wanted to put it in once again against Austin at home. The LA Galaxy, like I swear, every time they play Austin, it has to be you know the Earth Day uh, uh, colors and everything else going on. So um, the LA Galaxy will be in the light blue, and then Austin will be in the black slash dark blue. Um, so it'll look like, and the great thing is that every game will look exactly yeah. the same. So whenever you go through the highlights, it's going to look exactly the same. It'll be, uh, annoying and everything else, um, that we, that we sort of go through there. Um, so yeah, that's happening. These jerseys will be for sale. There's some auction ones as well. If you're interested, just some details on them. Again, they're made from recycled ocean plastic. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah. There's, there's out a, it's sort of looking like he's a Mickey Mouse club member, um, right there. Uh, so, so this is all yeah, you this can tell his youth in that picture. Yeah, it's it's really interesting just just to see the the jersey. So don't be surprised whenever you see him come out of the of the field and everything that's going on. Um, as we sort of looked at the standings and everything that we so that we have. Yeah, can I go back to the kits because I'm yeah. on the show. We got to do kit talk. Uh, <laughs> to to me, when I, I I don't know if this is always the case. Now it's now it says we're made in with made in part with recycled materials. Right. I felt like it used to be made entirely. So I, I don't know if they changed that or what happened. And then the other piece of it is when they first came out with these, you know, save the planet parley jerseys, I, I don't think they have, uh, you know, the, that same partnership or it's, it's not as evident on this one. I felt like the plain white and the gray was like too plain. Right. And then in between they kind of figured it out. And I feel like this went all the way in the other direction. It feels like it's kitchenware from like TJ Maxx or, or Marshall's where, you know, you get the butter tray and it says butter. Yep. It's like in plastic waste. So yep. it says in plastic waste on the Jersey. I just feel like they went too far in the other direction with the prints. They kind of need to find that nice medium with maybe just a nice ocean tone and, and keep it simple. You know, I, I feel like maybe a couple years ago, the Zlatan area where they just had a nice plain teal Jersey. I feel like that, that was the way to go. This it feels like it went too far in the other direction. Uh, and that's it. Those are my thoughts. Okay. Commercial underground said, uh, Apple adds multi view just as every team wears the same Jersey. Can you imagine having four games up on the screen at the same time and being like, <laughs> Oh, that's going to be rough. I have no idea. I mean, that's just, ugh, it boggles the mind. I don't, I know that's why I don't like it. It's just too much of the same. Um, and yet they do it every year because I'm sure it makes the money and they feel good about themselves at night. I, yeah, I get I don't to really sell, sell an extra kit. Yeah, that's about it. I get it. Yeah, um, I fall victim to this all the time. Uh, again, the game can be found on uh, MLS Season Pass. That's on Apple TV. This game not free. Uh, it's behind the paywall. Uh, and uh, the game will kick off at 7.39 p.m. So 7.30 TV start time. Nine minutes later, the Galaxy and Austin will kick off. If you look, um, as we sort of mentioned earlier, Austin and the LA Galaxy sort of in similar situations. Uh, Austin, however, has won twice. 
Uh, so they have those points. So they have eight points, just five points ahead of the LA Galaxy. Uh, whenever you look at it, uh, it's just it's one of those struggle teams that if you've looked at them from last year to this year, you can certainly see that you know they're not exactly firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, Austin is winless in their last four, so that's o two and two. Uh, they're twenty first in the Supporter Shield, tenth in the Western Conference, and plus five points on the LA Galaxy. Uh, they're coming off a 0-0 draw with Vancouver at Q2. So this was in Austin. If you go back and watch the highlights from that game and you can look at the stats and certainly Austin had the lion's share of possession, um, but you look at that game, uh, Vancouver was the more dangerous team. It is so crazy, Eric, whenever you look at this, that like you sort of get LA Galaxy vibes. I'm going to, if I showed you this and it wasn't <laughs> was like, if it wasn't green, this, this passing network with the, with the average positions could very well be an LA Galaxy passing network, a, a lack of width in some areas. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, they're doing okay. And then the other crazy one for me is, oh my God, the, the XG is such an LA Galaxy thing. Tick up, tick up. Tick up, tick up, tick up. <laughs> little by little. There yeah. are no clear cut chances in any of their XGs in that Vancouver game. Um, and they're a team that is underperforming. Again, winless in four and, and sort of where that is. You have guys like uh, Diego Fagundes possibly out. Uh, they're talking about possibly a lower body injury on him. Uh, Sebastian Joyusi, uh, who was just lighting the whole place on fire last year. 22 goals last yeah. season. Uh, he was an MVP candidate. Was yeah. an MVP candidate. He mm. had one goal in his first seven games. Um, this year. So he's just, he's not really getting started. And then I was sort of listening to the game preview and they said, they're not creating the chances again, going back to the XG. They're not creating those clear cut chances. Sounds like we're talking about the LA galaxy in a lot of ways. Right. So when you say that their leading goal scorer is their left back, you know, John, John Gallagher is is the one (laughs) who has the lion's share of their goals. So that kind of tells you a lot. The one thing I'll say about the passing network, again, everything that you're saying sounds very similar to the galaxy holding possession, but not getting the better of the chances. I will say that if you look at the passing network against LAFC, the galaxy is starting to get wider. So I, I think that that is something where, you know, if they, if they can keep that same momentum and I think that's going to benefit them that Austin is traveling the galaxy, having a home game, being able to stay home, not have the travel uh, that's, that's involved. I think, you know, I hate to say it. Here we are getting excited and all, but all of the signs are pointing like this should be a winnable game for the galaxy at home. This is not, you know, the big bad Austin that was, you know, shield contenders last yeah. season. A lot of the same faces, you know, with Drew, you see with, you know, a Ruti who they have playing up front. Jossi Zardes. I was going to say Zardes is, is an on that team. That yep. they have, you know, going there. A lot of the same faces. Nick Lima is a guy is there, you know, Stuver in goal. Same faces, but the play on the field has, has taken a dip very similar to the LA Galaxy. So maybe this is the chance where they can finally kind of put it together. Uh, Philip gave us a $2 super chat said odds Costa gets another red this Saturday. I mean, it's it's not it's it's a more it's than zero. zero chance, right? Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so you could see it. Uh, so yeah, anyway, that's where, uh, that's where that goes. Um, I will say this the last time these teams played, uh, LA galaxy uh, ended up beating Austin four to one. This is a weird game. This is the game that in the third minute, Chicharito had a penalty kick and he missed, uh, it was saved by Stuber. Uh, and so then you're like, oh, well the LA galaxy are going to fall. And then Austin scores the first goal in the second half. And you're like, oh, it's over. Pack it up. The LA galaxy aren't going to win this game, right? The whole deal. And then the LA galaxy and Dayon Jovalich went off. Jovalich a second half sub in this. He had two goals, two assists. Uh, Chicharito, Efrain Alvarez also getting on that. Um, so four unanswered goals. The Galaxy were able to win that game four to one. 
It is also a team that in four meetings, the LA Galaxy have three wins against. Um, so, you know, again, as we sort of look at this and say, okay, we're, you're, you're sort of getting in that, 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 ma- it feels like you're in that rhythm yeah. against these guys and these guys are hurting for points. Just listening to them talk and sort of their, their pre in the, in the, in the galaxy prep. Uh, first of all, Josh Wolf said, uh, Puig, uh, whenever he was talking about Ricky. And so already that's, that's Dodger basically, fan, yeah. yeah, basically pulling up the L, um, <laughs> as, as we speak, uh, for him. So, um, yeah, it, it's really interesting. Let me give you some, some game info info. Also, I just want to make a, a, an observation perhaps on this particular graphic. Tell me where you see the LA galaxy logo. And if you could point it out to me, I'd love to see it. The, Ooh, is it? There, there isn't one. There, okay, that's, I was gonna that, say, is yeah. it on a jersey in the background, but no, I that's mean, just the yeah. that's the that's the parley print. That's not. It's very the crest isn't on there. It's very lightly touched, right? I don't know. It just it, usually I'm used to seeing the LA Galaxy logo peppered on everything I ever. Well, mostly because I do it too, especially on the show. <laughs> with stuff. Like they're doing a rebrand. You you have the quasars in here a little bit, but there's just it's just a little bit of a lighter touch on this. Anyway, uh, three thirty p.m. parking lots open. Uh, Six p.m. Stadium gates open. Uh, soccer fest begins at 6 p.m. 6:45 is warm up. 7:30 soccer fest ends, and the kickoff is at 7:39. Uh, they didn't put that on there, but I'll tell you, 7:39 is whenever the <laughs> the game actually kicks off. So you're gonna want to be there. All right. Um, what do you? What do you? Is there anything? Is there anything that you really expect from this game? Because this is two teams who like possession. We said this about Seattle. Yeah. Who's gonna win the possession battle? So far, the Galaxy has won every possession battle. Correct. And I think when Seattle was coming in, I think for whatever reason, whether it's fair or not, I think the home team usually ends up winning that battle when there's a question of style of play of where it's going to land. So I feel like because the Galaxy are at home, they're going to win that possession battle and that's going to be where they're able to take the game. I, I go back to you know the game they played last season against Austin where Dayon basically decided to go into God mode and start assisting on bicycle kicks and just score. Like right. I, I have that conversation, you know, I go back to that and here I am going to compare myself to a professional athlete one more time. Right. Sometimes when as a striker, when you have C teams on the schedule and you're like, Oh, I know this team I've scored against this team. I have their number. Sometimes it's just that little mental hoop that you don't need to jump over as opposed to I haven't scored in four games. Right. You know, this is I've never scored against this team or I've never you know scored in the playoffs and just creates that mental hurdle, whether it's intentional or not. But when you see a team on the schedule, oh, this is the team that I went off on last season. That might just give Dayon that little extra edge where this becomes like the Dayon game where he finally gets his mojo back. I feel like there's something you know, you know, whether that doesn't make sense in terms of like year to year and season to season. But we saw this happen with Imaboa Tang and RSL. And sometimes, you know, you just have a team's number. We see it with Colorado when they come in and play the Galaxy. Sometimes it, it just works out that way. And I feel like if Dayon can kind of look at this and say, OK, we've had success against this last team, uh, against this team last season. I, I, I can get rid of that mental hurdle. I feel like Dayon is going to be a player who you need to watch. We saw Chicharito creating things. Uh, but he maybe went a little bit longer than maybe it was anticipated because we saw that he was going to get subbed off. Right. Uh, but he ended up staying on the field. So maybe his stint is shorter in this game. And we see Dayon come on and kind of capture some of that magic. That's that's the player who I'd be, I'd be keeping an eye out on uh, for this game. Uh, I, you know, this almost seems like the slump buster for the LA Galaxy. This is this is the team you want to sort of face, especially after that. And, and you know, Vanny's saying, you know, the, he expects the same intensity against LAFC, quite honestly, just because he goes, we have to. We have to find a way to win games. Uh, and if that just means we're going to over-effort everything, then we're going to over-effort for the next couple of weeks, right? 
Um, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. This team needs to learn how to win this season, uh, needs to learn how to put in the effort. And, and I think for Vanny, it's going to be a real test of his system. Once again, if your system demands perfection and you can't make any mistakes, then isn't it time to change the system? I mean, we talked about the three, five, two out. could probably fit into the three, five, two pretty well with Jalen Neal with Caceres as well. If you wanted to go and do that, um, you also have the ability to move Raheem Edwards up into an attack without a there uh, out maybe starting and Edwards maybe coming off the bench in this game. I mean, there's some there's some little interesting things that I think you're going to find. I think Caligari from all indication from Greg is fine and should play. So you have your probably your preferred back four for maybe the first time. Uh, this season yeah. with that is going to be exciting to see them all playing together at the same time. It, your, it, your galaxy 2024 backline. Yeah, it, it, it really, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong because this is a young, I mean, 1920, there's three 1920 year olds on that whole back line and, and then Cosserus, right. And, and the whole deal, um, you know, Cosserus has a lot to make up for too, because uh, his suspension likely costs them the game against LAFC as well. Whenever you look at the mistakes that happened at center back and they probably don't happen if Costaros is there, uh, he likely doesn't get injured the way Mavinga got injured. I mean, there's, yeah. you can always say, well, he could have gotten injured too. Yeah. But then Mavinga comes on. I mean, it's like, there's a different level to that. Um, so I think that you're not sort of put in a position to play Sega Koulibaly. Listen, I'll take Sega Koulibaly over Zavaleta any day. I don't care if Zavaleta has played 12 games in a row for for whatever <laughs> team he's playing for. And Sega just like started warming up 10 minutes prior. I, I'm not a Zavaleta fan. I, I was right there with you, but I think after what we saw from Sega last oh, week, yeah. I mean, how he played last season, I thought he was, you know, I thought it was almost unfair that he lost that that center back spot. I felt like he, he deserved to, to retain it. But after what I saw last week and him not getting in any minutes, I would have taken Zavaleta, who, you know, is coming off playing with his national team. Uh, you know, I think there's a conversation to be had there after the kind of the disastrous performance that he had. I, and I, then I, 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 I did see in the chat so, someone mentioned, you know, that I, Boateng played for RSL. I did not say he played for RSL. He always played well against RSL. Yes. That was like his team where he, he, he got up for those games for whatever reason. He was the owner of Real Salt Lake. I think that was yeah. a, a, a Wikipedia insert at one point. All right. Uh, let's get to 538. Uh, he says, knowing that he cut it out, <laughs> but didn't put it into the show. Hold on. I got it. There we go. I'm that fast. Uh, Eric, go ahead with your 532 uh, analysis for today. 532. Again, now you're oh, 538. New, you new, know, new one websites. of those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Galaxy are heavy favorites, according to 538. They're at a 55% chance to win with Austin at a 22% chance to win. So it's one of those things where they're, they're looking at it where Austin is coming in limping, but the Galaxy have the home cooking. They played well. It looks like they're going to do well. That 23% chance for a tie. Um, again, if you're... <laughs> following 538 the the record this year is just it's they haven't been knocking it out of the park they went five for 14 last week so 36 yes. percent still not great so if you're anti 538 you should be worried yeah um but if you look at the bovada odds as well they have the galaxy at minus 115 so that tells you the galaxy are heavy favorites coming in whenever you see those minus odds austin is at plus 285 uh, I gave some betting advice again not a financial advisor uh, where I said if <laughs> it was against Seattle where you know if you, if if you like to make money and you're you're even if you're 
you know, a fan of the LA Galaxy, put your money on Seattle because it looks like it's going to trend this way. I would not put your money on Austin, even though, you know, there's going to be a bigger payout. Right. But I wouldn't put your money on the Galaxy either because they haven't shown you that they yeah. can win the game. So yeah, do not, not bet on this game, even though the Galaxy are heavy favorites. Galaxy aren't covering anything as of late. So, uh, yeah, it's not something that I would uh, I would go out there and do. All right. Uh, predictions guaranteed to be wrong. Uh, please, Eric, go for it. Guaranteed to be wrong. I'm, I'm going to go with the goal fest. I'm going to go with 3-2 LA Galaxy. Chicha is back. He gets on the board. Like I mentioned, Dayon gets his groove back. Maybe he gets a game winner. I think we, we see a high scoring affair uh, with these teams who, who want to play possession. Um, for me, I will agree. Goldfest, I think it's three one. I think that that sort of fits the LA Galaxy. Could it be more? Could it be like four two? Yeah, um, it's going to be a little wacky. And these two teams are desperate enough for wins and points and all sorts I think of things. That's, yeah, they're they not going to see a defensive showcase. No, yet. no. And I think the LA Galaxy are going to come out. Listen, I think they're gonna, Galaxy are going to come out in their sort of standard set that they normally do. I think they're going to be in you know the four two three one and and sort of get out there and you see how Chicharito fits into things. And then if things go sideways, they're going to throw everybody in there and it's going to be a three, five, two. <laughs> and it's like, people say Vanny doesn't like the Vanny goes to a three, five, two all the time. It's like the second most played. And especially with the way the galaxy are playing recently, where they're always from behind, they play in the three, five, two all the time. Is it time to start in that? And Vanny's that's, assertion is the question. that they're yeah. overly aggressive in the three five two, and it works in the situations that they need yeah. it to work in because they can be overly aggressive in those situations. But he's worried about the possession and everything else that that comes as a result of the three five two. I, me personally, I would like to see him start in it. So that way, I could then I, have a, ha, have like that <laughs> lay it out for me. Show me it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. You know, where's the sample size to say that it doesn't work? Because right now, right, it it does work when they are chasing the goal because the other team is also defending a lead as well. So they're not going to be as aggressive moving forward. So I do understand where he's coming from, but I thought one of the best points that you made that is if Vanny's system requires perfection every time we need to figure out how to get some imperfect wins as well. So if that's starting at three, five, two, and that gets you there, then maybe you need to start, you know, thinking outside the box because the points aren't coming. So I don't think he starts with it this game. I think Austin if you play with you know the form the regular formation that he's been playing and they play as well as they did last week, I don't think you need the special tricks. But I think looking ahead at other games when you're going to play teams where maybe you're outmatched, I think that's when maybe you switch to the three five two. But I don't see it happening this weekend. It, this is literally going to be like the LA Galaxy and Austin looking in a mirror at each other. It's like we play the same way. Like Vanny, <laughs> Spider Man, yeah, meme, yeah, yeah. Vanny even sort of pointed it out. He was Vanny and Josh Wolf. They both said it in their in sort of their pre's. Uh, just about how much these teams like to sort of play the same way, create overloads, create spacing. So again, kind of a fun chess match to watch as a neutral. If you know going in that these are two similarly styled teams and how that sort of battles and plays out and how positionally uh, that sort of goes out that, you know, the good news is for the LA galaxy is that you have one of the best midfields in major league soccer with Brogman and Pooj and Delgado and people can roll their eyes at that. But I thought that was pretty evident against the LAFC uh, in the LAFC game. I thought the midfield was, was very good. Um, if they have the same game, if they even give 95% of the same game that they played against LAFC, they win this game. I think pretty easily. Um, but that's yeah, tough to out, do. Cut out, <laughs> cut out one mistake and, you know, yeah. you know, get an extra goal yeah. and don't hit the post and you have the difference right there. You have that three, two. So I thought Pooj, you know, absolutely looked like the guy we were waiting. Not that he hasn't been playing well, but this is, he was extra 
extra spicy uh, last week. So I, he I look to him to continue that and try to to try to get it on the board. He's eventually going to be on yellow card warning, just the way that he picks him up. So I just would like to remind everybody. He's definitely getting suspended for yellow cards this year. At some point during yeah. the season, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. But, the, but you need that. We Like we were mentioning with Balotelli and <laughs> Costa goes too far in that other direction. But you need someone who's going to be that spark uh, in your midfield and on your team. You need You need guys like that. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else, Hammer? Are we good? That's it. We're good. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Tell people where they can find you, and uh, we'll get on out of here. All right. I am HammerEV9 on everything. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for now. That's at HammerEV and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com, where you can find all of our videos, all of our podcasts, all that fun stuff. Subscribe share on youtube facebook all those fun places you can find us right there cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you're looking all right uh la galaxy versus austin fc 7 30 p.m coming up on april 22nd this saturday uh if you're going to be there we're going to see you there if you're watching on home hopefully you have a wonderful wonderful weekend uh la galaxy austin coming up this weekend i am josh guessman you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com have a great one everybody You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.